At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone. Your host here, Earl Brian. You know, sometimes the burden of command is just about knowing how to use your people and their skills correctly at the correct time. Now, to relay this, I'm going to share with you an excerpt from Miyamoto Musashi's Book of Five Rings. If you've not read the Book of Five Rings, I highly, highly suggest it. And if you read that, go read Jim Bouchard's new Book of Five Rings. It's kind of a modern classic already. I really enjoy both of these books together. But in the Book of Five Rings, uh, Masashi's talking about uh, some comparisons with war and strategy and things like that. But he makes, a, he makes a very good point when he's talking about comparing the way of the carpenter to strategy. And, and it applies very much to this episode. So here's, here's exactly what he has to say. In the construction of houses, choice of woods is made. Straight, unknotted timber of good appearance is used for the revealed pillars. Straight timber with small defects is used for the inner pillars. Timber of the finest appearance, even if a little weak, is used for the thresholds, lintels, doors, and sliding doors, and so on. Good, strong timber, though it be gnarled and knotted, can always be used discreetly in construction. Timber which is weak or knotted throughout should be used as scaffolding and later for firewood. The foreman carpenter allots his men working according to their ability. Floor layers, makers of sliding doors, thresholds and lintels, ceilings and so on. Those of poor ability lay the floor joists. Those of lesser ability carve wedges and do such miscellaneous work. If the foreman knows and deploys his men well, the finished work will be good. The foreman should take into account the abilities and limitations of his men, circulating among them and asking nothing unreasonable. He should know their morale and spirit and encourage them when necessary. This is the same principle of strategy. I mean, it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. What, what Masashi is saying here is if you are a good leader, you're going to know the, the tools that you have at your disposal. What types of wood do you have? What types of skills do you have? Those things directly relate to one another. Uh, who has those skills and how can you use them? 
putting people with the right skills in the right place is one of the most critical elements of good leadership. The problem is, is too often as leaders, we get hung up on putting who we think should be somewhere where we think they should be. When I say think, I mean we're making assumptions. The last part here is very critical in what Masashi says. The foreman should take into account the abilities and limitations of his men, circulating among them and asking nothing unreasonable. He should know their morale and spirit and encourage them when necessary. That's how you find this stuff out, folks, is you get down with your team and you just have conversations, pay attention. People will show you what their strengths and weaknesses are. People will share that information with you through casual conversation. You don't have to just sit somebody down and say, hey, Mary, uh, what are your strengths? And then have her tell you. If you're paying attention, if you're building those relationships, and I don't know how many times I have to say it, and I'll probably say it a million more, leadership is a relationship. Everything you do to build a strong personal relationship are the same things that you do to build a strong follower-leader relationship. Now, this can go horribly wrong if you're not really paying attention. You know, he talks very specifically about using these pieces of wood for their best purpose. You know, what happens if you get those out of place, right? What happens if you use uh, the weaker woods for support beams? Well, the, eventually the building's going to collapse. Sure, it's going to go up. You'll, you'll be able to build the building. People are going to be able to move in. But if a storm comes through or something like that, the building's more likely to collapse. Whereas if you use the appropriate wood in the right place, it maybe withstands that storm. It's the same thing in your team and your organization. If you put the right people in place, you can build something that's going to last, that's going to be able to stand the test of time. Uh, when hard times hit, when the storm comes, it's going to stay standing. And the best part about it is, is everybody is going to feel better about being used to their strengths. Now, a lot of times when I'm talking about this concept, you know, people misunderstand using people to their strengths as making it easy on them. It's not really the case. You, you do want to take the time and look for opportunities to stretch your team a little bit. You know, they're not actually wood, so they have room to grow and adapt and, and can change, right? But you don't want to break them because once you break them, you kill the confidence. You, you actually see people regress in their skill sets. But by just taking the time, take the time, build relationships, have discussions, circulate among them, and ask nothing unreasonable. You know, these are things that we want out of our leaders. We want leaders that we can consider friends, but we know that they are our leaders. They have our best intentions at heart, and they're going to look out for us when they need to. And it doesn't always mean a pat on the back or a reward. Sometimes looking out for your team does mean discipline. Sometimes it does mean discipline. And, and people crave good discipline. They want good feedback. They want good criticism. They want good discipline. 
What they don't want is somebody who's out of touch, out of tune, doesn't know their strengths and weaknesses, doesn't know how to use them effectively, and then just going off half-cocked with half-hearted critiques, uh, things that are way off base, and then giving them all this grief for something that they should know is not in their wheelhouse, right? So if somebody doesn't know computer code, you're not going to give them a project to code up a piece of programming software and then get mad at them because they didn't get it done. You know, that's your fault. You didn't circulate amongst them and ask nothing unreasonable. You asked something extremely unreasonable. So again, if you get a chance, I highly, highly suggest The Book of Five Rings by Miyamoto Masashi, and then follow it up with The New Book of Five Rings by Jim Bouchard. He's been a guest on this show before, and it's, it's a real quick read, uh, it, it, but it's powerful. These two books are both quick reads, actually. I think uh, The Book of Five Rings is only something like 30 pages total, and I think Jim's book is like 60 or 80, somewhere in that neighborhood. I've got it handy here, but I'm going to dig it out. So I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it's uh, sparked your interest to go read a couple of books that you can read probably within an you know, hour or two, honestly, from listening to this, if you can find them. Uh, but just keep that in mind. Take the time, get to know your team, use that information to your advantage and their advantage. You're going to get the best out of them. You're going to get better innovation. You're going to get better buy-in. You're going to get better productivity. You're going to get better loyalty, better engagement. All of these things that organizations are looking for can be accomplished by simply knowing how to use your team, circulating amongst them, and asking nothing unreasonable. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Earl Breon. I'm the host of the Bird of Command podcast. I hope you've enjoyed uh, this episode. Please go back and check out some of my previous episodes. I've had some really great guests. Uh, Dov Barron, who's an expert on authenticity. Uh, Colonel Lee Ellis, who was a POW during the Vietnam era, uh, spent time at the Hanoi Hilton. He's got some great insights on leadership. I already mentioned Jim Bouchard. Uh, I mean, there's just a bunch. Judy Hoberman uh, got some upcoming shows with uh, people like Richard Ryerson. Uh, so a lot of great content that I've been blessed to be able to bring to you. So if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you go rate and review on iTunes or whatever your platform of choice is. It really helps the show grow and gain visibility. If you have questions, comments, or concerns for me, you can reach me at burden.command at gmail.com. That's burden.command at gmail.com. With that, I just want to thank you for your time and listening to this episode and making this show as great as it has been. Keep those shields up, and I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but WannaBet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Acid.